got a man in freezing full of fact. Uh-huh. You ready, Ron? I'm ready. You ready, dear? I'm ready, Slick. Are you? Oh, yeah. Take it down. For years, McDonald's has been trying to kill this photo. Howdy, friends. Thank you for being here. I know there's some live coverage going on right now on Badlands. Um, so I appreciate the four of you that will probably be watching this show today. Um, but for those of you tuning in later, not live, thank you for being here as well. It's a really important topic that we're covering this week and one that I didn't realize was important uh, for a very, very long time, and that is gut health. Um, I didn't realize, I didn't know that the gut was so connected to literally every single one of our systems, our mental health and all kinds of things. Some people call it the seat of the soul. Um, it is known as our second brain, the gut. And I've talked about that a lot, um, just kind of on a, um, because intuition is very, uh, important. I think we're all kind of working on our discernment. We are trying to navigate the world in which we know we're being led to. So, um, you know, I think it's it's important to get back to focusing on the gut and um, learning how to use our intuition. And we can't do that if our gut is sick. We're going to go over so many things today about um, what the gut is affecting and why. And all a whole bunch of stuff that we can do um, that's holistic to help heal our gut and help fix some of these problems that you might not even realize is starting with your gut. So um, before we get started, just a couple housekeeping things. First and foremost, please um, hit the thumb, smash the thumb, touch the thumb, whatever you'd like to, uh, however you'd like to caress it. That helps me big time. And also, if you go to badlandsmedia.tv, and you go up to the top right here, support Badlands, you can um, now give, okay, go to click here to support under Badlands Boost. You can now give Badlands Boost to your favorite shows or just to Badlands in general. These work kind of like Rumble Rants where you um, can put your message in there. It's kind of like writing on our MySpace wall. And I know you guys miss that dearly like I do. Um, and you, but it will stay up on like a rumble rant. So for those of you who want to support the shows or support Badlands that don't get to watch live, this is a great way that you can do it. Also, if you go uh, back to badlandsmedia.tv and you check out our merch, you can now go and get, where is it? Clean Living Project goodies. 
so many goodies. I have not yet placed my order yet. I am slacking big time. I'm just a busy, busy person. I really love this 80s duffel bag. Um, I feel so inspired, you know, by I grew up in L.A. in the 80s and all of my friends' mothers were like exercise aerobicolics, which was, um, you know, kind of where my foundation lies. <laughs> so anyway, go check that out. And let us talk about. Oh, hello there. Let us talk about our first two sponsors, starting with Ascent Nutrition and their pine needle extract. If this thing will come up. Oh, sometimes this happens. Sometimes that happens. Hold on one sec. Video storage. Here we go, guys. The magic of live TV. It has become increasingly clear that the amount of heavy metals, microplastics, and other toxins we're exposed to has only increased. That's why we want to highlight the importance of pine needles for your health. We've been talking about Ascent Nutrition for several months, and we want to spotlight their pine needle extract due to the important compounds in it and the effects that so many people are having. As you can see with the testimonies, many people are uh, that have been using the pine needle extract for months feel more energy, have greater mental focus, and some people haven't, haven't been sick in over a year while using it. The taste is incredible. If you like pine needle, it's a lot better than having to drink a pine needle tea. Um, it's in a nice, uh, it's, it's kind of sweet tasting and you put it kind of under your tongue. Prioritize your health. Head over to badlandsmedia.tv slash ascent and use promo code badlands to save 10% off their pine needle extract and all other products from Ascent Nutrition. That's badlandsmedia.tv slash ascent promo code badlands at checkout. They have so many great products. I take their humic and fulvic acid as well and the pine needle extract, which I noticed giving me more energy. Um, it's good with stuff like your libido. And um, it's just so cool how when you find the right supplements, you find the right things that your body has been missing that you didn't even know it was missing, that you can completely turn things around and see a, um, a huge difference in the way that you feel. And guys, Angel Paste, you know, is one of my favorite favorite products. Now they have sweet orange. I'm really excited about this. So they're doing limited edition scents now every once in a while. They already sold out of the vanilla. They sold out of the, what was it at Christmas? I already forgot. I already forgot because I missed it. But are you ready to elevate your skincare routine to new heights of natural luxury? Introducing our premium sweet orange infused angel paste, meticulously crafted with only the finest food grade plant oils for your indulgence. Picture this, the vibrant scent of ripe oranges invigorating your senses with every application, while nutrient-rich oils deeply nourish and hydrate your skin. But what sells this version of Angel Pace apart, sets this version of Angel Pace apart, our secret weapon, sweet orange essential oil loaded with vitamin C, a powerful detoxifier known to revitalize and brighten your skin. Made with love and dedication in Spring, Texas, Angel Paste embodies the essence of American quality and purity. It's not just about luxurious a luxurious experience. It's about ex embracing the spirit of wellness and natural living. With each pump, you're not just getting uh, treatment for your skin. You're making a statement, a statement of allegiance to the land of the free and the home of the brave. Angel Paste embodies the values of freedom, purity, and excellence that divine the American spirit. 
Join the ranks of those who demand the best for their skin in their country. Elevate your skincare routine with our sweet orange essential oil infused angel paste, where natural ingredients meet American pride. Because in America, we believe in nothing less than the best. Go to badlandsmedia.tv slash angel paste. And don't forget to use the promo code badlands to pry a dollar from Patrick's grasping hands. That's badlandsmedia.tv slash angel paste promo code badlands. Your skin will drink it up. I cannot over uh, express how amazing angel paste is and how good it feels on your skin. And I am the queen of lotion. So I know I have tried every product out there and angel paste is by far my favorite. Um, and I'm really excited about the orange because orange is one of my favorite smells. I feel like it's, it's a, it's a very, it's a very, um, commonly loved scent because it's, it's unisex and it's very fresh, but it's not overpowering. So beautiful, beautiful. All right, guys. Today, with our gut health, here's my little tummy. Well, not my tummy. I wish that was my tummy. Um, we're going to be learning, you know, a lot about how much, how important our gut health is. Uh, it's a crucial aspect of overall well-being as the gastrointestinal GI tract plays a significant role in various bodily functions beyond just digestion. So here are some of the things that gut health affects digestion and nutrient absorption. I think we all knew that one, but it also is uh, essential in our immune function. Mental health, did you guys know that 90% of our serotonin comes from our gut? Um, inflammation and chronic disease, weight management, skin, heart, and bone health, sleep quality, hormone regulation, and even our allergies and asthma. So we're going to go into all of these in detail. And you might like as you're listening to this, I know as for me, when I'm going through, you know, my process of learning about these things, there's so many times that I've been surprised to find out that there were alternative paths to possibly clearing up an ailment that I had, you know, like, for example, when I did the parasite protocol, I had no idea that parasites could be responsible for so many things. And once you start, you know, looking at that stuff holistically, and really get a good gauge for where these potential problems can be coming from, you can start examining your, you know, your diet, your lifestyle with a lot more honesty and uh, effectiveness to be able to make the changes. So leaky gut syndrome, um, is something that you hear all the time now. Uh, it is it is very common in the health wor world because they are finding out how crucial it is to so many health issues that we have. Um, it's also known as increased intestinal permeability. It's a condition characterized by weakening or damaging of the line, lining of the intestines, particularly the small intestine. In a healthy gut, the lining acts as a barrier controlling what substances are allowed to pass through into the bloodstream. However, when the gut becomes leaky, this barrier function is compromised, allowing harmful, harmful substances such as toxins, undigested food particles, and bacteria to pass through the intestinal wall and enter the bloodstream. Um, I've also talked about this topic a lot in terms of vaccines, excuse me, because there is a big difference with um, how things, if things get introduced to the bloodstream before it is properly moved through the digestive uh, tract, the digestive system where things are supposed to, you know, eventually end up in the bloodstream, then things can 
uh, bad things can happen. In fact, when they are trying to induce allergies in animals in order to do allergy studies on them, they will introduce the pathogen through uh, the bloodstream directly. So it's very different. I think this is potentially why we're seeing huge spikes in um, allergies of peanut oil and eggs and dairy and some of the things that we know uh, potentially go into vaccines these days. Okay, so digestion, digestion and nutrient absorption. The gutter is responsible for breaking down food, absorbing nutrients, and eliminating waste. A healthy gut ensures efficient digestion and absorption of essential nutrients like vitamins, minerals, and macronutrients like carbohydrates, proteins, and fat. Poor gut health can lead to malabsorption issues causing deficiencies in vital nutrients. In addition to breaking down food and absorbing nutrients, the gut plays a crucial role in the synthesis of certain vitamins and the metabolism of various compounds. For, for instance, the gut mi microbiome is involved in producing vitamin K and certain vitamin B vitamins, which are essential for numerous physiological processes, including blood clotting and energy metabolism. Moreover, the gut houses specialized cells called uh, enterocytes, enterocytes that line the intestinal walls and are responsible for absorbing nutrients into the bloodstream. So if you have issues there, you might not be getting all the nutrients that you need. It's also essential for new, uh, immune function. So if you get sick a lot, it might be your gut that's to blame. The gut houses a large portion of the body's immune system. A healthy gut microbiome, the community of microorganisms living in the gut, helps regulate immune function, preventing the overgrowth of harmful bacteria and supporting the production of antibodies. Imbalances in gut bacteria can weaken the immune response, making individuals more susceptible to infections and autoimmune diseases. The gut microbiome influences immune function, not only locally with the gut, but also systematically through the body. This systematic effect occurs through the circulation of immune cells and signaling molecules such as cytokines and metabolites, which are produced or influenced by gut uh, microbes. So, um, you know, the, our gut is our, our stomach is our biggest detoxification organ. And so when your body is trying to eliminate the things that don't belong in it or are causing harm, then um, you're going to have an issue if it is not, you know, working properly. This is the one that always, that really surprised me was finding out how important our, our stomach is with our mental health. The gut's often been dubbed the second brain due to the vast network of neurons found within it. There are literally brain cells in our stomachs. The gut brain access is a biodirectional communication system between the gut and the brain. There are complex interactions that happen involving the central nervous system and the enteric enteric nervous system that affect neurotransmitter production, neuroinflammation, and stress response pathways. A healthy gut microbiome can positively influence mental health by producing neurotransmitters like serotonin. Like I said before, around 90% of our serotonin comes from our gut, which regulates mood and by modulating inflammation. Studies have shown that poor gut health and imbalances in gut bacteria can disrupt the gut brain access contributing to mood disorders such as depression and anxiety and to cognitive de decline. Um, cognitive decline, you know, we see Alzheimer's is, um, you know, getting exponentially more of a problem every year. We're also seeing, um, you know, one of the biggest changes in human life is our diet. And in particular, within the last, you know, 30, 40 years, 50 years, 
uh, getting us away from saturated fats, animal fats, putting people on lean diets, and they are finding correlations with um, with uh, cholesterol and things like Alzheimer's and dementia. So, um, you know, we know that obviously the nutrients we're eating are, you know, important for essential functions in our body. But this is more of a direct uh, a direct path to uh, influencing each other. The brain and the gut are constantly in communication with each other. This is why, you know, people say they have a gut feeling. That's why our intuition comes from our gut. And I really do believe just on a, a personal level that um, I believe in the concept of the three brains, the head, the heart, and and the gut. And that, you know, there's been a lot of research into controlling the mind. You know, we know that they um, you know, there are things like neuro-linguistic programming and stuff where they know pretty well how the human brain works and also how to manipulate it, unfortunately. The gut and the heart are different. They're not as, they're, they're a lot more complicated, but they're also equally attacked because they, uh, because of our health, because of our poor health and, um, you know, things in our environment and, and, and whatever. So, um, Taking care of that uh, of the stomach and getting back to our gut feelings, being able to rely on our gut feelings, our intuition, and practice using them more. Seeing, you know, take note of how you feel about something when somebody walks into a room or when somebody says something to you, or when you hear something on the news. You know, get in the normal practice of seeing how it physically feels in your gut when you hear something, and you might start um, picking up on information that you could have been missing in the past. Vine 17 says, Kate, the three brains is very real. I believe it. Inflammation and chronic disease. So normally the gut is lined with epithelial cells, epithelial cells held together by tight junctions, forming a barrier that selectively allows nutrients to pass through while preventing entry of harmful substances. An imbalance in gut bacteria can lead to inflammation in the gut lining known as leaky gut syndrome. This imbalance can compromise the function of the gut lining, causing intestinal permeability that will allow toxins, bacteria, and undigested food particles into uh, to leak into the bloodstream, triggering systematic inflammation. Chronic inflammation is linked to various health conditions, including inflammatory bowel disease, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, and certain cancers. Inflammation comes up in almost every one of my episodes, I feel like, these days. Uh, we really are learning that there are certain um, that there are certain systems and things within the body that are major culprits. That these are the things that we should be focusing on. Inflammation is the cause of um, so much that goes haywire in our body, and it is something that we can control almost completely with our diet. And it is because of our diet, probably that we are having so many issues with inflammation. When we talked uh, last episode on seed oils and the imbalance of the, uh, what is it, omega-9, uh, omega or sorry, omega-6 versus the omega-3s. The omega-3s are what bring inflammation down. Omega-6 is what causes inflammation to go through the roof. And seed oils and a lot of these other processed foods are very, very heavy in uh omega-6 versus the omega-3. I believe the one study that I brought up said that ideally the um, three to six ratio should be four to one. So four omega-3s per every one omega-6. And the average um, diet, is, especially in America, is um, 
20 to or sorry 10 to 1 or 20 to 1 in favor of omega-6 so completely reversed and it in the complete opposite direction um weight management i mean we know that when we are eating uh it is going to have a direct impact on our weight right but um possibly not in the ways that we're thinking. Of course, we know that, um, you know, extra calories that we're burning, if we don't burn them off, they could get stored in the body. But I think one of the biggest psyops that we're learning about right now is about healthy fats and what we were told were healthy fats um, versus what we were told were unhealthy fats, maybe the, uh, the complete opposite. And a lot of people, including myself, have noticed that going back to eating animal fats, um, saturated fats like that versus the plant fats and seed oils that we were told to eat instead, margarine, et cetera. Um, even that is helping me maintain my weight and helping many people uh, maintain their weight. So um, yeah, I mean, gut bacteria can ferment dietary fibers into short chain fatty acids, which are absorbed by the body and can be utilized by uh, as a source of energy as stored fat. So imbalances in the gut bacteria may contribute to weight gain and obesity by affecting how the body absorbs and stores calories from food. Additionally, gut bacteria can influence hormones involved in appetite regulation, potentially leading to overeating or cravings for unhealthy food. <laughs> Um, this is a big one for me because I was the person who had skin issues and I was constantly searching for external remedies for them. Um, I even did, what was that stuff that, what was that stuff that they sold on infomercials for zits, <laughs> um, that you had to get a prescription or not a prescription. You had to, you had to like order it and it would come monthly proactive. Um, gosh, that stuff smelled awful, but you know, I started breaking out in high school as one does, you know, most people do. And a lot of that, some of that at least, could potentially come from hormones, of course. But also it correlates with, you know, when people start, when they become teenagers, they start going off to high school, um, their parents have less control over what they're eating. You know, I remember getting my, what was it, like $2 a day for school lunches in middle school. And I would go to the vending machines and I would get Funyuns, Skittles, and Mountain Dew. And I wouldn't even eat lunch. I would just live off of Funyuns, Skittles, and Mountain Dew. Well, surprise, surprise, I started getting um, acne and um, a bunch of other problems too. Uh, whatchamacallit? What are they? Uh, chronic migraines. Or no, uh, my, yeah, migraines. I had to be hospitalized. My very first migraine I had, I had to be hospitalized. I was in the sixth grade, I think. And I went blind. But uh, it's no wonder I was eating absolute crap. But, um, you know, so a combination of things, obviously hormones, you know, if you're a woman, you will notice like certain times of the month, you're more prone to get a breakout because hormones do affect our, um, our skin health, right? Cleanliness, but honestly, diet is probably the most um, 
the biggest area where you're going to be affecting your skin. Due to the gut-skin axis, there's a direct correlation between what's happening with your skin and what's happening with your gut, just like the brain, uh, the brain-gut axis. Intestinal perme permeability, microbiome imbalances, changes in neurotransmitter production, malabsorption, and immune activation all play a crucial role in the skin's conditions such as acne, eczema, rosacea, and psoriasis. In fact, most skin conditions can be linked back to the gut more than any other cause. No matter how many cleansers, creams, or topical treatments you apply, if you don't fix the source of the problem, you won't clear up the skin. You know, um, they say you are what you eat and uh, you can see it on your face, whatever is going on in your gut. So if you have a lot of inflammation, guess what that means? You have a lot of inflammation in your gut. Um, whatever is going on in your skin is indicative of what is happening in your stomach. And so you could be trying to fix an external problem that is actually an internal problem at its core. Because of this direct connection and because skin cells have the fastest turnover of any organ, the skin makes a great feedback proxy for whatever's happening in your gut with your over and with your overall health. So again, um, if you're having skin issues, I have a lot of people that reach out to me with eczema um, uh, specifically. Because eczema can be, it's just one of those things that doctors are like, uh, I don't know, here's a cream. And the creams will sometimes work, sometimes not. It'll give you steroids and the steroids will work, work for a time and then they stop working. And all of these things seem to come with their own, uh, you know, types of uh, pr problems as well, right? You don't want to be taking a steroid, uh, using a steroid cream very often or for prolonged. Um, so, but it's worth examining what it is you're eating as the potential, you know, uh, cause of your skin issues, bone health, you know, gut is responsible for absorbing essential nutrients such as calcium, magnesium, and vitamin D. All of those are essential for bone formation and mineralization. A healthy gut microbiome contributes to efficient nutrient absorption and ensuring that these nutrients are readily available for bone metabolism. Additionally, gut bacteria play a role in modulating inflammation and immune system responses, which can impact bone health by influencing bone turnover and remodel, uh, remodeling processes. Imbalances in gut bacteria, such as dysbiosis, have been associated with bone-related conditions such as osteoporosis and osteomalacia, highlighting the importance of gut health in maintaining strong and healthy bones. I mean, who would, who out there who has osteoporosis is thinking about the connection of um, their gut health to that, you know, it's hardly ever talked about. Um, and heart health. Again, there's a lot of this that was um, in the last episode on seed oils. So, you know, I hate to always repeat myself, but at the same time, you know, there are, there are so many things that if they're coming up every, you know, in every episode, that should tell us something that should tell us like, Hey, maybe we really need to understand these things and take them seriously. Also, you know, somebody might tune in to the clean living project for like one episode and because they really need to know about gut health or they really need to know about, you know, whatever. Um, so I like to put everything all encompassing in these episodes. Um, and uh, I think it's important to not just be like, you know, guys, all the stuff that we learned in uh, episode three. But that being said, um, I do think like, especially these, we're at 20 something episodes now. I think we're probably going to get to like 30 episodes because that I have all laid out where these are going to be 
foundational episodes that you can go back, watch at any time. You can, you know, send them to your friends and family because these are the crux of everything, I believe. So um, these are going to be kind of the evergreen episodes. And then going forward, I want to do more interviews and I'm going to get more into um, cooking and recipes and things like daily life, gardening and things that we can implicate in our daily life. But it's really important when we are taking control of our health to um, give ourselves an education, right? Not just put it on somebody else and be like, well, I don't know, so-and-so said to try this supplement, so I'm going to try this supplement. Um, supplements are great and everything, and they definitely have their place. But, um, you know, you want to understand why it is you're taking a supplement. Um, I know a lot of people, they're like uh, supplement on supplement, myself included. I have so many supplements in my kitchen, it was like almost embarrassing. I, sh I showed a ton of my friends. They came over, or not a ton of my friends, a few of my friends, all of my supplements. And they were like, whoa, <laughs> you have a lot of supplements. I'm like, I know, but you know, I, I'm, I'm here testing out all the things and seeing how they make me feel and trying to understand how they work and how certain things work together. And um, nobody is going to be a better advocate for your health than you. Nobody's going to find the perfect recipe better than you can. You can listen to experts and there are so many people out there these days that are talking about um, all kinds of things that we've never considered uh, and giving a lot of really great information on these one, you know, these specific diets, let's say, you know, there's the keto diet, there's the carnivore diet, there's this, there's that. You have to find the one that works for you because everyone's going to tell you that theirs is the perfect one. You might even find that a mix of certain diets is what's best for you. Um, so, you know, these things are really important to kind of understand so that you also can make the best decisions for your body. And with supplements, you know, there are certain things like certain supplements that are made from whole foods that just make it very convenient for us to get the nutrition. Cause I understand that our soil is not the same as it used to be. Our diet is very different. It's very, very hard and very expensive to find organic quality produce and uh, it, you know, it's taking its toll on our on our health and our diet. So sometimes getting a supplement like that is um, is really important. Things like Field of Greens, where you're um, you know you're getting that whole food nutrition just in a really convenient way. But a lot of supplements are made from petroleum. They're made from uh, you know chemicals and synthetic things. And so that's definitely going to be an episode we do where we where we go into supplements in detail and discuss, you know, what things are better to get from whole foods and finding the foods that contain all the things that your body specifically needs so that you're not living on supplements. Yep. All right. Good talk. Actually, before we go into all that, let it, let's talk about our next two partners. Where are we? Who am I? Van Man. I love Van Man. Have you had enough of big pharma and big toxic ingredients? Ditch the harsh chemicals and embrace nature with us. For too long, we've been hypnotized by big companies into using their chemical slop products. Their clever marketing campaigns and heavy lobbying allow them to use words like natural to describe products that are anything but. Meet the Van Man Company, where we're all about natural remedies. Hop in the van and try out our famous tallow and honey balm as a daily face and full body moisturizer. Use our 
miracle tooth powder made from ground eggshell and ground cattle bone to remineralize and naturally whiten your teeth and try our new coconut magnesium deodorant to keep you smelling fresh all day. We've got you covered and we do it with products sourced naturally from American farms and made in San Diego, California. Visit badlandsmedia.tv slash vanman today and get free shipping on all orders over $40. That's badlandsmedia.tv slash vanman. One of my favorite things about vanman is that when you get every all of their products, when you get them and you look at their ingredients, it's like three things at most. Um, that's what you should be looking for. That's what we should all be looking for in products because um, it, it drives me nuts. There are so many things that we... Um, that have like product lines that have really great ingredients. And then you get to the last like two and you're like, oh my gosh, why did they put that in there? One of the things is that buying from smaller companies will, you know, when they make, when they mass produce products and they have to sit on shelves and get shipped to Taipei, then they have to put a ton of preservatives and other things in them that are going to, that are going to stay. When, when you shop with a smaller business and they are rolling over their products a lot quicker and they're not sitting on, you know, uh, shelves and not being shipped to big box stores, then they don't have to put those preservatives in there. So it just is, um, it's just a better way to shop just to know what you're getting and, um, feel good about what it is that you're using. All right, guys, Patriot trainer, Badlanders, it's time to rebel against the system. The powers that be don't want us healthy and they want us, uh, they thrive on us being sick, overweight, and dependent. They've been manipulating our food, infusing it with chemicals that cripple our metabolism, making it almost impossible for us to burn fat and stay healthy. Enter the Patriot Trainer. With over 15 years of experience as a personal trainer and health sciences researcher, Dan Lyons created a course that's a weapon against the deceit of the elites. You'll learn the science behind these metabolism-destroying chemicals and how to avoid them, detoxify your body, and ultimately repair your metabolism. This Nutrition for Freedom course is a fortress of knowledge for those who've been labeled as science deniers. This course equips you with the real, untainted science preparing you for any debate about nutrition and weight loss. Take control and ignite the torch of health and independence. Visit badlandsmedia.tv trainer and enter promo code BADLANDS for 20% off the Nutrition for Freedom course from the Patriot Trainer. That's badlandsmedia.tv trainer promo code BADLANDS. I love that. We all just to get that extra layer of help, um, somebody to work, you know, kind of side by side with you and teach you these things directly, the stuff that you need to know to really, you know, empower yourself. You're not um remember those what were those there was uh the the diet companies that everyone did in the 80s and in 90s Nutrisystem and what was the other one? Where it was basically like these pre-made meals that were like probably styrofoam and seed oils. And uh, they were like, don't, oh, no, 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 trust us. But this is what you're going to eat. And uh, you're going to you're going to lose tons of weight. Well, you probably were losing weight because you were um, malnourishing yourself, <laughs> uh, not getting enough calories. And uh, that's no way to live. Guys, you can live. You can live and and eat and uh, enjoy food. And, you know, food is a very ritualistic thing that's a part of human culture since time began we we feast we uh we like to feast this is also how we spend time with people um we have dinner together and we you know we talk over food it's part of our culture and you know, not just as Americans as human beings and so it's sad to me when people put themselves on such restrictive diets where they're like 
they can't go and do those things or they can, but they're like, you know, watching everyone eat and enjoy. And they're like, oh, you know, I can only do these things. Um, eating out is difficult. Uh, and that's, and it's going to be difficult for a very long time until we put our foots down, our foots, our feet, our feet. We put our things down and we, you know, essentially make these businesses lose money until they bend to their art, bend to our whim of providing food that is actually healthy, not made from seed oil, not made from these things that are, yes, Weight Watchers. Thank you, Roger. Jenny Craig. Yes. Thank you, Famous Jameson. Uh, you know, we, we have to, we have to stick it to them until they actually make these changes. But when we find um, our own recipe for what it is that makes our body feel good, then we shouldn't have to restrict ourselves a lot. The important thing is, I think the most important thing is to find the quality of food. One of the, uh, one of the books that I kept going back to for the research on this episode in particular, something that has been, um, a book that's been very popular in the last several years is something called Wheat Belly. And I forgot the name of the doctor that wrote it. Apologize. It will be in my links when I put all my links up as a resource. Um, but essentially what that book is about is talking about wheat and gluten in particular and why our bodies are just completely rejecting it. And it has everything to do with the treatment of the wheat, right? The GMO, the glyphosate, and not so much the wheat itself. So, you know, people have eaten wheat and other grains and gluten since, you know, since we could, you know, forever, ever, and ever. But we are now seeing all of these wheat allergies and people having intolerance to things. Well, a lot of that has to do with, like I said, your um, your gut health and some of this stuff getting introduced to your bloodstream before it's ready. And, um, you know, it's creating these these um, intolerances in our bodies. So that's one particular way to look at this. And I do know people that have completely cut out wheat and um, have you know, boasted amazing results, lost weight. They don't feel sick when they eat anymore. They have less inflammation, all of these things that are wonderful. So I do like to talk about that, but I also think it's important to, um, you know, maybe consider, are we throwing out the baby with the bathwater in some uh, instances? Some people will say no. Some people will say, you know, no, wheat is just terrible. Human beings were never meant to eat wheat. You know, it's just something that people need to get, get over. Um, but a lot of people talk about how, when they go to other countries and they eat the bread there, they are, they're totally fine. They don't have the symptoms that they have when they eat bread in the United States, or if they eat a really good quality sourdough bread, that uh, same thing. That is an episode, by the way, you guys, I am working on, um, like I said, I'm going to be doing episodes like kind of cooking shows, really. I'm going to be like taking you through um, some of these things and how how we can make them ourselves because that's just, it's the best way to know what's going in your food is to make it yourself. And I know not everybody has time, but also I think that that is um, get, getting people away from cooking at home was something they started in the 70s. It was all related to, you know, women's liberation and, you know, women are, you're too busy to cook. 
there were actually ads. There were there were there were billboards in the 70s that had fried chicken on them with the words, I think, women like women's liberation or, or something like that. Basically, like putting it in the collective consciousness that, you know, in order to be an empower an empowered woman, you don't have time to cook. You know, it's the empowered thing to go pick up a bucket of chicken and serve that to your family because you're out doing more important things. Well, look what happened to our health since then. So I know not everybody has the time to make everything, but for those, you know, you, you can maybe implement one or two things like go making bread, especially sourdough is so labor intensive. You guys, I had no idea. Sourdough starters are literally like a pet you keep in your refrigerator that you have to feed every day. I don't even feed my dog every day. Well, I mean, like he's got his food sitting out, <laughs> but I don't, he's no maintenance at all other than having to let him in and out 75 times a day. But when you have a sourdough starter, it's like this little baby, which I mean, like some people might find that fun. Um, I also am looking into, I'm trying to get all my neighbors excited about making bread as well so that maybe we can pass around this sourdough starter and like take turns. I'm just hoping take turns uh, babysitting this thing so that we always have a good sourdough starter on hand. But um, the other thing that I'm thinking about that if those of you who have children might want to think about, some of these things can become um, chores for your children, you know, put that into what their, what their chores are for the week. And kids, by the way, like this stuff, they like it a lot, a lot more than, you know, scrubbing toilets. You could literally make, depending on your kid's age, you could literally make one of their weekly chores. Like, Hey, did you make the butter this week? When you teach kids, butter is something that is so easy to make. Um, it is, you know, you can find high quality butters in the store. So it's one of those things that's a little less like bread, I think, is a very important um, thing to make at home if you can. Because if you go to the grocery store and you try to find bread, it's got like 57 ingredients. Bread is supposed to have three ingredients. Um, sourdough bread. So that's a uh, that's an important one, I think, to be making at home. But butter for me, it's kind of like it, it might be made from organic milk, but then I don't know what kind of salt they're using. Are they using just like regular regular iodized table salt? You can find butters sometimes that'll say like made with sea salt and organic. Those are the ones that you want to buy. But I love butter. I go through a lot of butter in my house because I cook with it every single day. Um, and I love butter. I put butter in my coffee sometimes, which, you know, somebody was asking me about that yesterday putting butter, you know, people have heard of bu bulletproof coffee. This is the MCT oil or butter, coconut oil. Uh, these are just better fats for in your coffee that help you metabolize the caffeine better. It, it's um, so you have less of a spike and a drop off. You have more of a more sustained energy, if that makes sense. But I love the taste of butter in my coffee, unsalted. Uh, but anyway, butter, things like that. I'm going to start getting into doing episodes where we, you know, we're going to cook together. We're going to garden together. We're going to, I don't know, we're going to become pioneer men and women. I don't have any wood to chop and I live in a suburb and in a tiny, I have no yard whatsoever, but um, we can learn to basically homestead. Even if you live in an apartment, there are certain things that you can do. So that was a bit of a tangent. Cream, not milk. Who's talking? Anyway. The, I'm really excited about this bread episode. It's going to be several, a couple episodes because I'm going to do a whole episode on just making the starter itself. That is, it's crazy, you guys. 
we do not appreciate sourdough bread enough, enough. We should be ashamed of ourselves. I am ashamed, ashamed of myself for how much I have. I love sourdough bread. I had no idea what it takes to actually make sourdough bread. So new appreciation for it. And it's really, really good for our gut. So we're going to get into that in just a second. I have all kinds of, I've got recipes at the ends of this. Um, you know, we're still just kind of in what, what the gut health is doing, but don't worry guys, we're going to get to all of the remedies in just a minute. Sleep quality, you know, these are all good. You don't have to really, um, you know, our sleep is, everything is symbiotic, right? Poor sleep causes bad gut health. Bad gut health causes poor sleep. And you go round and around and around and around. So it's important to do what you can where you can try to heal the gut while at the same time being more conscious about the amount of sleep that you're getting. Um, it plays a crucial role in the, uh, producing neurotransmitters and metabolites that can impact sleep patterns and quality. This is the gut. Uh, for instance, certain gut bacteria are involved in the synthesis of neurotransmitters like serotonin and gamma amniobutric acid, GABA, which are essential for regulating mood and sleep. Additionally, the gut microbiome influences the production of melatonin, a hormone that regulates the sleep-wake cycle. How many of us knew that melatonin um, was linked to the gut? Imbalances in gut bacteria caused by factors such as poor diet, stress, and medications can disrupt this delicate balance, potentially leading to sleep disturbances, insomnia, and other sleep disorders. Um, hormone regulation, gut the gut microbiome contributes to hormone regulation by influencing the synthesis and secretion of various hormones, including those involved in appetite regulation, such as ghrelin and leptin, metabolic regulation, such as insulin and glucagon, 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 the stress response, uh, such as cortisol. Additionally, gut bacteria can metabolize hormones and regulate their bioavailability, impacting their physiological effects. Imbalances in gut bacteria can disrupt hormone balance, leading to metabolic dysfunction, weight gain, mood disorders, and other his uh, health issues, all the bad stuff. Allergies and asthma. Um, again, I kind of went into the allergy thing, but, uh, you know, with the, with the, with things being introduced through the, the walls of our intestine into the bloodstream before it's ready, that can literally cause allergies. It interacts, uh, the gut microbiome interacts closely with the immune system, helping to educate and shape its responses to various environmental stimuli, including potential allergens. A balanced gut microbiome supports immune tolerance, which is the ability of the immune system to recognize and tolerate harmless, har harmless substances without triggering an allergic reaction. Imbalances in gut bacteria, particularly during early life, may disrupt immune development and increase the risk of allergic conditions like asthma. There have been a lot of studies about uh, newborn babies and their um, exposure to certain um, allergic things and also breast milk and colostrum. Some people take, some adults take colostrum supplements to help themselves with their allergies, uh, allergies and asthma. Those few, you know, first few months, first year of a human being's life is crucial to kind of setting this up. Although people can get allergies at any point in their life. Uh, furthermore, the gut microbiome influences systematic inflammation and immune responses, which can impact airway inflammation and hyperactivity and asthma. Emerging, re emerging research suggests that interventions aimed at restoring gut microbial balance such as probiotics and dietary modifications, may offer potential strategies for 
preventing or managing allergies and asthma by promoting immune tolerance and reducing inflammation. Okay. So these are some signs of having poor gut health. We all kind of have these. Obviously, digestive issues would be the number one thing, you know, that that I think would signal to us, okay, something's going on with our stomach. If something's actually happening in our stomach, things like bloating, gas, abdominal pain or discomfort, constipation, diarrhea, irregular bowel movements, you know, ideally you should be waking up and having to go within like an hour of waking up and it shouldn't be an effort. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of people get stuck in a cycle of, you know, being constipated or having these issues and then taking medications for those issues and not really, again, addressing the core problem. And a lot of those medicines actually exacerbate these issues as well as other issues. And so it's really better, just like everything, is better to find a holistic um remedy that actually addresses the root of the problem. One of the things that I, um, I, you know, I do, um, castor oil packs when I sleep, I, uh, I don't have it by me, but it's just like a little cloth circle and you put castor oil on it. And then I just press it to my belly and I stick it into the top of my pajama pants and, um, just let it stay there overnight. It's comfortable. I don't even feel it. And I do it because I have things like polyps in my uterus. I have um, endometriosis and certain things that castor oil will help kind of soften, break up the things that are not supposed to be there. It helps hydrate, but it also helps keep you regular. So that's something that I highly recommend for people who have issues with constipation. It just kind of like does what you need it to do. Excuse me, I have to let Archie out. I hear you, Arch. So big fan of the castor oil packs. Uh, food sensitivities. So if you're having difficulty digesting certain foods or having allergic reactions or intolerances of specific foods, it could be an indication that you've got uh, poor gut health. Unintentional changes in weight, either uh, losing or gaining weight, Fatigue and low energy levels. This one is massive. I think we all kind of lived in a spot or are living in a spot, if we have not fixed it yet, where we just felt like fatigue is the norm. We're just, that's just life. You know, typically I remember when I would go to work, when I worked an office job, um, it was always the every it was the number one conversation that everyone had. Oh, I'm just so tired today. Oh, how are you doing? Oh, just exhausted. And, um, you know, it wasn't because we were staying up late partying. It was just like that was just our stasis was was living exhausted. And that unfortunately has become such a such a norm in people's lives uh, lives. So um, that's why people like me are so annoying when we find things that actually fix our fatigue because we're like, wow, that actually isn't normal. And you can do these little things and make a huge change. Living tired is no way to live. You miss out on all kinds of stuff. It affects everything. It affects your health. It affects, you know, your beautiful memories. You don't want to be tired all the time. And sometimes just these few tweaks um, can change everything. Skin problems, we already went out over that. Acne, eczema, psoriasis, rosacea, uh, inflammation. Check the gut. Check the gut before you check the medicine cabinet and all of the ointments. Uh, mood disturbances, anxiety, depression, irritability, and mood swings could be indications that you have poor gut health. 
autoimmune con conditions, rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, Hashimoto's thyroid, uh, thyroiditis, multiple sclerosis, nutritional de uh, deficiencies, especially in um, vitamin D, vitamin B12, iron, and magnesium due to malabsorption issues, chronic inflammation, if you have joint pain, muscle aches, headaches, chronic pain conditions, and a weakened immune system. If you're one of those people that, like me, gets sick every month or was getting sick every month, um, or if you have slow wound healing, maybe look to the gut. These are the foods that we should avoid. The bad news is, I repeat myself, the good news is, if all of these things are coming up in relation to problems with everything, we kind of know it's pretty clear what we should be doing with our diets and what we shouldn't be doing with our diets. Now, the difference is that we are having to relearn some of the things that we grew up um, learning or that's that have been instilled in us. Who remembers the food pyramid? And, you know, it's all the bulk of your uh, diet should be all these carbohydrates down here. And, you know, this certain amount of sugar is is just fine and all of that. We are having to re-educate ourselves based on new information, old information, in ancient information from time began, began and going back to what people kind of always did and realizing that now that we have a little bit of hindsight from the last 30, 40 years, that's um, probably pretty clear that we weren't being told the truth. Science always backflops on itself. That's why I love, you know, people are like, oh, trust the science. Science is never settled. Um, but sometimes we can get a good indication when we have a huge um, pool of information to pull from when we look at the human diet um, from the beginning of time and we see disease and cancers and Alzheimer's and all of these things jam-packed within the last hundred years pretty much indicates that all of these massive changes we've made in our diet might not be good, so good for us. So highly processed foods, sugary foods and beverages. Honestly, uh, beverages are a big one. It's, that was one of the hardest things for me to let go because I had, you know, the drinks that I would drink and it was almost rit ritualistic, you know, like to have your cup of coffee or to have your, you know, your soda. This is my pick me up at three o'clock or whatever it is. Sometimes those can be the hardest things to let go of. They serve us not at all. And so first examining the things that you're drinking throughout the day would be where I'd start. Because really, if you're drinking anything other than water or teas, um, you know, a little bit of coffee, obviously coffee is very acidic. Got to pay attention to what it is you're putting in that coffee to doctor it up because it's not just coffee. We know that. Um, the quality of coffee, the quality of the water that you're making the coffee with, the quality of the water that you're drinking. But drinking pure water is really that's the best thing that you can do for yourself. Seed oils went all into that in the last episode, causes inflammation and oxidation and um, very, very bad for us and in everything. So read the labels, go back and watch that episode if you missed it, because you can find all the little trick words that they're hiding uh, seed oils in and find out why exactly it's so bad for us. Artificial sweeteners, refined carbohydrates, pasteurized dairy. Uh, pasteurized da dairy is very different from raw dairy. And again, it's one of those things where I know a lot of people have thrown out dairy completely because when they got rid of dairy, they noticed all these wonderful differences that were happening in their bodies. But again, was it really the dairy or was it the 
process that the dairy went through, such as pasteurization, homogenization, how the what the cows were eating and what they were treated with, all of those factors need to also be considered when you are, you know, deciding to get rid of something completely. Because a lot of people that think that they're lactose intolerant can actually not only stomach raw dairy, but they feel great. And it has all of these nutrients in it and all of this, all of these wonderful probiotics that are killed off in the pasteurization process. Um, and then non-organic food. Pest pesticides disrupt the gut microbiota, um, increasing uh, intestinal impermeability, induce inflammation, and alter immune function, contributing to digestive disorders and other gut-related issues. All right, so now we are on the upswing of what can we do? We know what to stay away from. We know that the potential problems that our gut health can be causing. So now what do we do about it? Well, these foods are foods that are going to help heal your gut. Um, I very much recommend intermittent fasting for several reasons. Uh, actually, I, I recommend intermittent fasting and a 72-hour fast, like maybe once a month to help reset your body. If you're somebody that has, you know, autoimmune diseases or you are, you know, you're terrible skin problems or something where you're like, okay, I really believe that I have um, an issue in my gut and I want to fix it. I want to heal it and I want to see if this is really the, the problem. The best thing you can do is do a fast, like a 72 hour one, if you, if you can make it that long so that you kind of reset your body. And then also during that time that you are going into, um, the phase where your body is healing itself and you can slowly introduce foods back into your diet and really see how things make you feel. Um, there could be things that you think you're doing a really healthy thing for yourself that when you're eating them and you find out actually you're, it's making your stomach angry <laughs> and it's making your body angry. Raw milk and raw kefir. I'm going to show you, this is my kefir. Oh, here comes Archie. One sec. It was funny. The first time I bought kefir, I picked it up at the grocery store and I was like, what the heck? I thought it was like half full. It's, it's one of these things that's, I don't know what it is, but it's very light. I mean, we're all used to picking up a mug or a, a thing of milk. This it weighs a lot less than milk. Um, but you know what I'm learning with the with the sourdough starter is that that bacteria, all that wonderful healthy bacteria that is living in stuff like this, is creating air bubbles. And so you know there's a lot of air oxygen in this. So that's why it's light. Raw kefir. Um, this is from uh, Raw Farm. It's plain, it's unflavored, it doesn't have um, any, you know, strawberry or anything in it, but that's fine because I, I make smoothies with this. But I also have three recipes that I'm going to be sharing with you at the end of this uh, using kefir. And because kefir is a, um, how do we want to say this? It is a, what's the word? What's the term? Whatever. Some people like it, some people don't. It has a very, it's like yogurt, but more intense. And, um, you know, yogurt is not everybody's cup of tea. This is 13 billion bacteria per two ounce serving, 12 live and active cultures. Oh, another thing. Um, you may notice the dog and the cat at the bottom of this. 
So the reason when you go to, if you're lucky enough to live in a state where they are allowed to sell raw dairy in your grocery store, there you may they may have to market it for pets just to get around certain laws and regulations, which is so stupid. We should be able to decide for ourselves what we want to eat, especially since they sell like cigarettes and beer and, you know, Doritos, but we can't have raw milk. So they will market it for pets. And sometimes it'll say like for pets on it. It is the same raw dairy. Don't worry about it. It's the same quality. It's just how they have to market it. Um, so that's why that has it. Anyway, really, really good for your for your belly. Raw milk as well. And um, it, like I said, pasteurization kills off a ton of the um, healthy bacteria and um, that, you know, nature's food kind of comes in balance. It, it knows what it's doing, especially milk. Milk is created to sustain life for a mammal um, for the, you know, first however long of its life. It literally needs to include everything they need and nothing they don't. Um, miraculous things with breast milk in, um, you know, in human beings, also in mammals, but that it will interact with the saliva of the baby and actually remodulate itself to, to put things into like more white blood cells if the baby is getting sick. It's just, it's incredible. So, um, of course, when we alter food and we take out certain components and now certain things are out of balance, it's going to have a different effect on our bodies. Fermented foods uh, in general that are, are rich in live bacteria, the beneficial bacteria known as probiotics, they improve digestion, uh, enhance nutrient absorption, reduce inflammation, and support the gut barrier. So these are things like yogurt, kefir, sauerkraut, kimchi, miso, pickles, tempeh, uh, kombucha, and sourdough bread. I like all those things. Um you know, I actually don't eat so much yogurt. And again, the quality matters. N not all yogurt is created equally. And unfortunately, most yogurt you find in the store has a lot of other stuff in it that isn't so great. Um, so, and it doesn't come from great milk. So be careful with that. Bone broth contains nutrients like collagen and gelatin that support gut health by promoting the integrity of the gut lining. So, Bone broth will literally help repair the lining of your, if you have leaky gut. And so this is something that people recommend a ton. Mine is kind of frozen. <laughs> I got this one out of the freezer. Um, I used, I just recently made, uh, used chicken bone broth to make a um, chicken tortilla soup. I like making soup. Soups are one of the, my favorite things to make, especially during, you know, the fall and winter. But um Instead of using just regular broth, I make some, I, I put some bone broth in it too, because why not? But bone broth is a really great, um, it's great for if you're fasting to break your fast with some bone broth in uh, at the end to kind of get your body ready to digest things. And um, it is, it's great to have in the morning heated up, like in place of your coffee, if you can do that. Bone broth tastes great. It's made from actual bones, like the the um, bone and the cartilage and the marrow in that bone. It's giving it all those nutrients. And like I said, it helps repair the lining of your stomach. Uh, Roger says, make your own yogurt. Yeah, I think, um, who was sharing that in, in one of my chats? 
was it was it surfer was it might have been Cajun. I don't remember. But anyway, um, they were saying if you just take milk and you put a, a tablespoonful of your of yogurt in it and you come back, it's you have a whole thing of yogurt. Um, Omega-3 fatty acids. We went over that in the last episode. Things like fatty fish, flaxseed, walnuts, and hemp. These are going to help reduce your inflammation. And um, which is really important. Healthy fats also reduce inflammation. They support gut health. Avocados, animal fats, um, and uh, olive oil, coconut oil, nuts, and seeds. And then prebiotic foods. These stimulate the growth of beneficial bacteria in the gut. Things like garlic, onions, leeks, asparagus, chicory root, bananas, and whole grains. These are kind of like um, the food for the for the pro, um, for the bacteria. So feed them well, and they will serve you well. These are other factors that may be contributing to leaky gut and poor, um, poor gut health. Chronic stress, medications. So a lot of people have um, issues with their guts after they take antibiotics. And we live in a world where doctors want to throw antibiotics for you at you um, at the first sign of sickness, even if it's something that won't even be actually treated with antibiotics. We are very heavy handed uh, on the antibiotics. And so um, it's important, I think, to be careful, especially with our kids, to make sure that they are not getting um, antibiotics put into their system when they're unnecessary. Obviously, when they're necessary, they're necessary. I have uh, the the pediatrician that I take my son to is very careful about that. In fact, they have a plaque on the wall that just lets parents know, like, listen, you may be used to going into the doctor and walking out with a prescription for an antibiotic, no matter what, no matter if the test results have come back or not, but we don't do that. We are more cautious with it. And so I really appreciate that uh, about them. So um, an abundance of antibiotics is that that's going to wreak havoc on your gut biome. Acetaminophen, which is Tylenol and anti-inflammatory drugs, NSAIDs, which by the way, Pepto-Bismol is an NSAID, I believe. So again, going back to that, you know, some of these issues that are being caused by our gut or that we're having with our gut, we will take medications that actually exacerbate them. Same thing with proton pump in inhibitors, PPIs. So um, I think we're going to get into this on another slide in a second, but acid reflux, there's kind of a common misconception that all acid reflux comes from having too much acid in the stomach. So people will take an antacid to bring the acid level down because it will give them some relief. But a lot of times that is actually caused by not enough acid in the stomach. And, and because what happens is there isn't enough acid in the stomach uh, to break down the food that's in there. So the food that's in there actually sits in there and rots and cause causes all kinds of big problems, which is so gross. And so you'll get, you'll like be burp, like blowing flames, like a, like a dragon. And so people will start taking, um, things that will quell the stomach acid and it's actually making the problem worse. So I've got a whole slide on this in a second. So I'll give you some remedies for that and things that you can do. But um, just know like every time you have heartburn, don't reach for the antacid necessarily. Um, and it can, the medications disrupt the balance of bacteria in the gut and contribute to leaky gut. Alcohol consumption, I mean, uh, that kind of goes back to sugar, carbs. We know all of these things are very acidic in our bodies and causing inflammation. Infections and imbal imbalances in micro uh, gut 
microbiota. So infections, including, including fungal infections, um, and then in, imbalances in gut bacteria and conditions in the uh, small intestine, bacterial growth, SIBO, may contribute to leaky gut. We're going to get into fungal infections in just a second and some of the things that you can take for it. And parasites. Parasites are, um, you know, we we don't think we have parasites because we're not told about them. And the rest of the world is pretty much, many countries are on regimens to clear themselves of parasites. But if you have parasites, of course, they're going to, they can even, you know, make actual holes in the lining of your intestines. So it's important to find out if you have parasites and, and treat that. So yeast is a fungus. Uh, yeast, it's candida al albicans, is a type of fungus that's naturally present in the body. However, under certain conditions, such as weakened immune system, antibiotic use, hormonal or dietary factors, candida can overgrow and lead to the, a condition known as candida overgrowth or can, candida, uh, candidiitis. <laughs> uh, I'm learning about this also as I'm researching sourdough and making the sourdough starter is in order to make a sourdough starter, you're literally just in putting equal parts wheat and water or flour and water in a jar because the, the um, micro, uh, whatever they're called, the word esca escapes me, they, are, they live in the environment. All you're doing is creating a hospitable environment for them to come and eat and live and breed. So all those living things are already in the air living. You're just creating, um, you're not introducing, it's not like sea monkeys where you get the dehydrated bacteria <laughs> in the mail and then you hydrate them. They already live in the air. They live in our bodies. They live in our bodies. They're everywhere. And so all you're doing is really incorporating, um, you're making a, a good environment for them. And that's why you also, you know, you take some of it away and then you feed it more flour and water every day because you are feeding the back, the living bacteria that's in there. It's kind of gross, but also kind of cool. Um, so, you know, yeast in your body, it is supposed to be there. The problem comes when you have an overgrowth of yeast and other fungus. So you can make some dietary modifications by limiting sugar, carbohydrates, alcohol, and things that contain yeast that help um, starve the yeast and prevent its growth. Probiotics that help restore gut microbiota inhibit the growth of candida. Look for lactobacillus acidophilus, lactobacillus ruminosus, and bifidobacterium bifidum. Um, Antifungal herbs and supplements. So caprylic acid, which is found in coconut oil. Coconut oil is a good antifungal. Not, not everybody knows that. Um, Kick Dreaming says green tea is, is good for your gut health too. Yes, it is very good for your gut health. Um, and a lot better, a lot less acidic than coffee. So, uh, what was I saying? Oh, coconut oil. So coconut oil is great. Um, I'll take a spoonful of coconut oil at nighttime when I take a lot of my supplements because coconut oil will also help if you're taking fat soluble vitamins like vitamin E, that it will help break it down and help your body metabolize it. Um, and integrate it. Uh, grapefruit, seed extract, oregano oil, garlic, powder arco, which is also a another herb. These are all things that you can take as supplements. You can eat them. Obviously, you could take a spoonful of coconut oil. All of these things are antifungal. And then lifestyle modifications such as stress management, regular exercise, adequate sleep, and avoiding smoking and drinking alcohol will support your overall gut health. Pizza dough with sourdough discard. Yum. I will 
I'm going to do that. I have all, I have all the things. I know you can make pancakes with them also. Um, I actually have a pancake recipe at the end of this that uses the kefir. But yeah, it's, it's hard to, to throw anything away, right? I did, I have seen um, certain videos where people show you how you can basically sustain the sourdough starter without throwing so much away. Cause a lot of them have you putting in like a half, a quarter cut or a quarter cup or a half a cup of flour and water every single day. And you're and throwing some away every single day. That's a lot. Okay. So these are a couple more ways to repair your gut. Prioritizing sleep. It's just what you need to do guys. Go to bed, go to bed, not now, but go to bed at a decent hour and make sure you stick with it. Um, help you regulate your rhythmic contractions of the, the gastrointestinal tract, promoting healthy digestion and elimination. Sleep also plays a crucial role in gut microbiota, intestinal permeability, and immune function. Fasting, I can't say enough good stuff about fasting. Give your gut a break. Uh, give it time to break down the food that it already has in there before you start piling out on more food and give it time to repair itself. Intermittent fasting as well as monthly 72-hour fasts are recommended. Supplements like probiotics, prebiotics, L-glutamine, digestive enzymes, zeolite as a heavy metal detox, humic and fulvic acid. Um, there's something called shilajit or shilajit, which is a... Um, it's like a it's like a prehistoric compound and they find in the mountains of the Himalayas and uh, it has, you know, all the humic and fulvic acid in it. I think it's broken down like ancient uh, vegetation, I think is what it is. But it has all these nutrients in it because it's been, you know, I don't know what it's been doing for thousands and millions of years, but they are, they're finding a ton of um of health benefits to it. So shulajit, that's one of the things that contains the humic and fulvic acid. Curcumin, aloe vera, marshmallow root, licorice root, BPC, which I uh, 157, which I think stands for body. I'm gonna look it up because uh, I don't remember. Body or beneficial or um, what does it stand for? Somebody's gonna say it in the chat. Body protecting compound. Um, it's essentially something that is, you know, in our bodies naturally, but they, they make a synthetic version of it and it, it helps with this, um, wormwood and ivermectin. Again, if, uh, your tummy problems are coming from parasites that needs to be addressed and B1, which is thiamine, um, B1 is really important for many reasons, but one of the things is I believe it helps with the regulation of muscle contractions. And so the motility of, you know, the, the intestines are always moving things along, right? That's their job is to help move things along. And they do it with these very smooth, supposed to be smooth mu muscle contractions that um, help facilitate that. So that's one of the reasons that thiamine B1 is so important uh, because it helps uh, aid in that process. Reduce stress. Stress hormones such as cortisol can increase leaky gut. Stress influences gut motility and the secretion of digestive enzymes and stomach acid and can alter the diversity of the gut microbiota. Quit coffee. Like I said, it's acidic and quit alcohol. It's acidic and uh, both cause inflammation. 
So this is what I was talking about earlier with acid reflux. Contrary to common belief, acid reflux isn't always caused by excessive stomach acid. In some, some cases, it can result from inadequate some, uh, acid production, hypochlorhydria. Here are some holistic remedies for that. So fasting, give your time, your gut, the time to break down the food that's in it and repair the um, and uh, repair itself and prepare the right amount of stomach acid for the next time you eat. Like I said, intermittent fasting every single day. Um, you know, if we're worried about the quality of our food, having one less meal is probably a good thing. And um, supplements and teas. So chamomile, ginger, licorice root, marshmallow root, fennel, probiotics, and digestive enzymes. These are some of the things that are going to calm that acid reflux. Apple cider vinegar is um, something that some people take every morning. I have, I take these organic apple cider vinegar gummies and um, they're great. I, I like this a lot better, but if you're going to take apple cider vinegar, make sure you're diluting it in some cool water. Otherwise you'll burn your esophagus. Um, and that might seem uh, counterintuitive. If you're out, if you're having an acid problem, probably the last thing you want to do is to swallow something acidic, but I don't know, guys, it's all about getting a good balance. Staying upright. So make sure you finish your last meal at least two to three hours before you go to bed. If you're one of those people who eats your dinner last minute um, before you go to bed, when you lay down, um, you're going to be a lot more likely to get acid reflux. And the more you get acid reflux, the more it weighs, wears down, you know, the esophagus and other, you know, the valves and everything in there. So you want to kind of nip that in the bud as soon as you can. So um, eating less, fasting, and making sure that you are not laying down, like you're not doing, you're not eating and then going to yoga or anything like that. Going for a walk after you eat, it's a, it's a very common practice in a lot of cultures is going for a, a, a leisurely stroll after dinner. It's not just because it is very pleasant and, uh, and feels good to do, it also it is helping you break down and digest your food. So that's um, a good practice to get into maybe after dinner. Uh, aloe vera juice is known for its soothing, cooling, and hydrating properties. You can drink some aloe vera juice. Doesn't taste the greatest, but hey. Uh, staying hydrated, key to everything, and it aids in digestion. And baking soda, you can mix a tablespoon of baking soda with a glass of water, and it will fizz. Um, that's probably what Alka-Seltzer is, right? At least partially, bicarbonate of soda, uh, and can help neutralize stomach acid. Roger says you can make your own ACV as well. All right, guys. So these are the recipes that I have for you. Um, I have a kefir smoothie, which I have been doing recently. I've been making this smoothie for, I don't know, a long time. I just recently started introducing the kefir to it, like within the last month or so. I like it. It um, It's not overpowering in the smoothie. It will kind of just give it a little bit of a tangy taste, which will taste like a yogurt smoothie. Um, it doesn't have any yogurt in it. It has the kefir, but this is what I put in mine. Um, some of these are optional, obviously, but I do a half a cup of raw kefir and then a cup of raw milk, one ripe banana, a half a, a cup of organic frozen mixed berries, and you could do ice. That's 
that's optional. I like it really icy. So I put some extra ice in mine. If you want it to be sweeter, I don't always do this because I'm not huge on sweets and it doesn't really need it. The fruit kind of makes it sweet enough to me and the milk. But if you want it to be sweeter, a tablespoon of honey or two organic pitted medjool dates. Dates are a great way, a great sugar substitute. Um, a handful of organic spinach if you want to add some extra nutrition in there. And then I do... I've been meaning to, to show you guys these for a couple episodes because I know I've brought up my smoothies a couple times and I'm always like, dang it, I forgot my stuff. So I do a tablespoon of these collagen peptides. Um, I don't even remember where I got this. I might have gotten this at, oh, I got this at um, um, Sprouts. I got that in Sprouts. And I do ground flaxseed. Ground flaxseed is a great anti-inflammatory. It is an omega-3. Again, we want to, we need to incorporate more omega-3s in our diet and less omega-6s. So this is a great, um, and it tastes good, you know, or it doesn't really have a taste. It kind of gives it maybe a little bit of an odie taste and you'll have, um, you'll have speckles in your smoothie. But other than that, it's not, it's completely benign. And if you want a little bit of extra protein in your smoothie, if you're using your smoothie as like a meal replacement and you're, you know, working out that day and you really want to get some protein, this is a great protein, organic pea protein. It's vegan. Um, I don't know. So I'll put, but I don't always put this in my smoothie. Sometimes I'll, I'll skip this, but again, it, it's, um, flavorless. It doesn't taste like anything. It's not gritty. It kind of just will make your smoothie a little bit thicker, maybe, uh, which I don't mind, especially because I'm putting so much um, ice in mine. And do, 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 do. yep. So that's the smoothie. Somebody gave me a, a, the idea for this yesterday, and it was just so great because they were asking about um, recommendations for salad dressings, because now that they know about seed oils and they're going to the grocery store and they're looking in their refrigerator, they're realizing seed oils are in everything, including some of the healthy salad dressings that you'll find in health food stores. So uh, this is a really great way to incorporate kefir into your salad dressing, because I know like not everyone's going to sit down with a glass of raw kefir because it tastes kind of like a foot but it's great in something like a salad dressing. So this is a half a cup of raw kefir, two tablespoons of extra virgin olive oil or whatever kind of oil you'd like to use, uh, but not seed oil, I forbid it. One tablespoon of organic white wine vinegar or balsamic vinegar, or you could do lemon juice instead of that, do a tablespoon of lemon juice instead of that. Um, and, oh, that's, I did want to bring my Bragg sprinkle out, but Bragg sprinkle, Bragg is, you know, the company where we used to get, uh, most of us used to get our apple cider vinegar. It is now owned by Katy, Katy, Katy Perry. So I don't love that, but their Bragg sprinkle is something I just, I, I have it in my pantry. I'm used to it. I've, I put it in my salads all the time. I put it in my salad dressings. It's, you know, like a bunch of different uh, dried herbs and spices, and that's all it is. So I like that a lot. You, of course, could make your own. Actually, it would be kind of cool to make a recipe for our own kind of version of this so people could make that at home and not have to buy it from Bragg. Uh, but anyway, put that in the, the salad dressing. Lemon Squeeze of lemon juice if you want. A teaspoon of Dijon mustard if you want. And then a little bit of salt just to taste. So Redmond's Real Salt is what I recommend or you could do a Himalayan, Himalayan sea salt. One of the things I like about Redmond Real Salt is that it's um, fine. 
it's finely ground. Some of the sea salts are a um, lot more coarse and so they don't mix as well. But uh, you can either just like put it all in a bowl and whisk it together, pour it on your salad, or you can um, put it in a, you know, like a, like a ball jar or a regular bottle that has a tight lid, put all the ingredients in there, shake it up, and uh, you, it'll keep in your fridge for, you know, a week or so because of that raw kefir. And then kefir, uh, kefir pancakes. I have not made these yet, but I found this online and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm definitely going to try this, especially when I have my sourdough starter discard. I'm going to make sourdough kefir pancakes. And that sounds so good. So um, again, I've got, um, this will all be in your whatchamacallits, the slides that I upload after this, so you guys can keep this. But one of the things I wanted to point out in this was, do, do, do. Oh, um, so I have a tablespoon of organic sugar. I like to give ultimate uh, or alternate um, things that you can do instead of sugar, because I know I don't like to use sugar. I'm always looking for ways that I can substitute that in recipes. So I gave the things that I would typically use to substitute sugar. Maple syrup is perfect for pancakes, right? You would do the same amount, a tablespoon of, of pure maple syrup or a tablespoon of honey or medjool date paste, which you can actually make yourself. Just take dates and put them in. If you have a, um, a Nutribullet or one of those things, you can put them in there and create your own date paste or an overripe banana banana or applesauce. And that will actually add some moisture to whatever it is you're baking or cooking as well. So anyway, guys, that's all in there. That's gonna be in the um, the PDF, PDF, not PDF. Yes, PDF that I'm gonna upload to the Clean Living Project channel uh, when we're done with this. And I'll also put all of the links we have a rumble rant from 1027JS. Thank you, Joe. Can't stay. We'll catch the we'll catch the replay. Thanks, Kate. Well, thank you, Joe. Thank you for watching on the replay also. Um, do me a favor, guys. And if you haven't hit the thumb yet, please do so. Share these episodes with your friends and family. This is, I think we all need to work together in educating ourselves and getting ourselves healthy because it becomes so much easier when we're all doing it together. So, um, and if you guys ever have any recommendations or uh, topics that you want me to discuss or questions you want me to answer, please reach out to me and let me know. A lot of the episodes I've done already have come because of recommendations from, from people. So uh, I want to make sure that I'm putting out the kind of content that, that people want. I know what I'm interested in. I know what's helping me, but I also know that there are other ailments and things that people want addressed. So always feel free to reach out to me on the Clean Living Chat, the Clean Living Channel, Please go join those if you do not already uh, belong to them. I have a sweet little moment of Zen that I'm going to leave you with today, as always. And um, it's just a, it's some men and their kids, it looks like. And the men are singing um, a song that I love, uh, acapella. And I love acapella singing. Oh my gosh, you guys, my son brought home a recorder yesterday, you know, the do 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 recorder. So, send thoughts and prayers. Um, it was real rough. It was very rough trying to get these uh, slides finished yesterday with the horn blowing that was going on in the adjacent room. But, uh, you know, I feel like every parent goes through it. Seaside Lady says, thanks, Kate. Thank you so much. And thank you guys for being here. Enjoy this beautiful acapella music. 
and I will see you next. Uh, I'll see you next time. Bye. Down the sand.